Hello and welcome to the Millennial Minimalist Podcast. I am your host, Kelly Foss, and together with my co-host, Lauren Morley, our mission is to help you simplify your life and live with greater intention. Together, let's live more with less. Hi, everyone. Today, Lauren and I are back with a new one-on-one episode where we talk about all the ways that living a minimalist lifestyle has helped us save time, money, space, and the environment. If you find yourself spending too much time organizing and cleaning, or if you are looking to spend less and save more and or live more consciously, this episode will especially be helpful to you. Together, we share our lifestyle experiences and strategies to help you remove time wasters, spend more mindfully and embrace a more sustainable lifestyle. We also stress that a minimalist lifestyle is not about depriving yourself. It's about living with greater intention, simplifying and focusing on quality over quantity. We believe that minimalists can own nice things. It's simply about keeping items that we love, that are useful to us and that last. Be inspired to adopt better, more intentional habits to help you gain the time, money and space back to do what you enjoy most. So it's so nice to be recording with you today, Lauren. I feel like it's been super, super long since we last recorded a one-on-one. Yeah, it has been a long time. Yeah, it's so nice. I mean, how's everything right now with your life? Like, what's going on? You know, how's your new place? Basically new. You've been living there for a few months now with your boyfriend. It's actually coming up half a year. Isn't that crazy? Oh, wow. April, May, June, July, August, September. Yeah, it'll be half a year in a week. Oh, that's so good. I know. It's crazy. And how is everything going? It's good. Like, I still want to redecorate, but (laughs) how's your new place? But is it organized? You find it's pretty organized and he's keeping up with the lifestyle in ways or? I feel like I'm still working at it. I'm trying to do it slowly so he doesn't notice as much. (laughs) (laughs) But um, yeah, no, it's good. It's it's come along to getting it to where I, I would like it to be. It like I said, I've said this on the past, like if you want to be a minimalist and you live by yourself, like take advantage of it while you can. Cause once you move in with someone, you definitely have to, what's it called? Make compromise. You have to compromise on things. So (laughs) things aren't as empty as I like them, but I'm, we're making compromises. Yeah. And for those of you who don't No, uh, and I believe I mentioned this in the past. I recently moved into a new apartment and I absolutely love it. It was really hard initially for me to move because I lived in the same place for seven years and, you know, you get used to that environment. And so when I moved initially, it was a little scary, but now I'm like, oh, well, first of all, it's down the street. But second of all, it's just so much bigger and brighter and cleaner and minimalistic. And something to share with our listeners is, the first time you walked in Lauren so funny she walks into my apartment she's looking around and you could see the jealousy in your face you're like your place is more empty than mine I know it's so nice I love it so white (laughs) yeah it's so white and bright which is nice which is nice I mean I find that if the bones of your place are newer it's just so much easier to keep it looking clean I know it makes a huge difference. And I like the bones are big to me. Like I, because that's what I use as decor <laughs> is yeah. like the kitchen backsplash and the the painting on the wall. So I don't have to do anything else, but no, I, I love it. Your place is so nice. Thank you. I try to keep it really clean before I go to bed. So you're wake up to a new day and it just almost feels like I'm waking up to a hotel room, not a hotel room, but you know what I mean? Like a brand new 
clean space and it's just, yeah, it's, it's really peaceful and quiet. And so, yeah, it's, it's really, really nice so far, but yeah, no, uh, and I need you to have, I need to have you over more. Gosh. It's yeah, been a while. I know. I've only been there a couple of times. Yeah. My run, my run, as many, of you know, I'm a race director and my run just passed. So I now have more time to spend in my apartment, but also to connect with friends and have people over. So I'm looking forward to that, but, uh, but yeah, so today we are wanted to talk about all the ways that we have saved time, money, space, and the environment by adopting a minimalist lifestyle, or as I like to say, a simple and intentional lifestyle. A lot of people get caught up in the word minimalism and I'm like, no, it's, you don't have to own a few things. It's just living a simpler, more intentional life. And who wouldn't want to live that way? I always say that I actually ran into a friend on the street yesterday and I, he's like, yeah, you know, I really relate to the lifestyle. And I was like, oh, that's really great. And And then I'd mentioned, yeah, you know, who wouldn't want to live this type of life? Everyone can relate to it. You know, when you simplify things, you'd be more intentional with, first of all, your time. So that's where we'll start. So I'd love to hear your thoughts, Lauren, first, and then I will go into mine. But the first thing that I wanted to start off with was how having less stuff in your home obviously equals to less clutter, which means less cleaning, less wasting time, looking around for things that you can't find. I remember the old me, I would never be able to find my keys. I would also take so long to get ready in the morning when it came to like picking an outfit for the work day. And obviously thanks to our decluttering system that we developed, it's been really, really easy for me now because I have a capsule wardrobe, but yeah, I thought we would start off there one of the biggest things is shopping and returning things. And if you, I, I realized actually today I went to the mall cause I had to get my eyes checked, but I, I need a new pair of jeans and a new pair of shoes. Cause they literally are on their like last days here. And I hate it. Like I, I hate trying things on and like looking for things and trying to find something to replace it. And it just takes so long. And if you don't like it and then waiting in line to return it, like it sucks up so much of your time, even online shopping, if you're ordering it, um, like the scrolling and the having to return it, like it, it takes up a lot of time. So if you can really pare down your wardrobe to exactly what you need. And then I love when Kelly finds something she loves, she buys two of them, which I wish I've done with some things in the past, but, uh, you waste a lot of time shopping and, and if it doesn't work out getting it back or exchanging it. Actually, I'd have something to add to that. Uh, it's, it's true. I think that once you realize what you do own, it's easier to shop with greater intention, which means you ultimately save more time, right? For sure. Cause yeah. I'm so specific when I shop, like it has to be like, I have to love it. I have to wear it. I have to know where I'm going to wear it, what I'm going to wear it to, how often I'm going to wear it. Like I'm, I'm so specific now. So I guess maybe that's why shopping's harder for me. <laughs> it's more exhausting. Um, the second thing is cleaning. If you are a minimalist and your home is minimized, keeping it clean is substantially easier. Like, I feel like it's even more of a hygienic lifestyle. Like I I'm oh, for sure. say that honestly, because it's so much easier to like keep counters clean and keep your dishes clean and stay on top of your laundry. And there's less dust because there's less stuff and it's easier to wash your floors and you know, living with Michael, he has a lot of books and it it drives me crazy dusting them. And, um, he does now read digital books. It's so cute when I see him reading digital books on his iPad, 
but before, like if I, I didn't really ever have shelves or books, so like I could dust my place in like 10 or 15 minutes. So the more stuff you have, it takes a lot longer. And then if you don't have time to do it, then you have to outsource it. So that's one big thing. Uh, organizing Kelly and I have talked about this a lot, but I feel like people think, oh, I'm going to get organized and save all this time in the future. But organizing takes so much time and it takes so much maintenance to keep everything in its right place. Whereas if you just don't own that much stuff, you can kind of skip organizing altogether. That's a um, really, really good point. And that's something uh, your mom and my mom continually do. So he's like, oh, look what I did. And I am very proud of her for organizing, but a lot of the things she's organizing, she never touches anyways. So that's what's frustrating. It's like, oh, declutter that stuff and then organize. But you're right. You save so much time by not having to organize. It's the same as cleaning. Yeah, it is. If there's less in the drawer, it's not going to build up. So I, I don't know. There's been times I've tried to organize things and then you have to maintain that system of organization and it just turns into more time. So just get rid of the stuff you don't need. Um, getting dressed in the morning is so much easier or for events. I, I just feel like I really have a, what I need and I know where, whether I'm going to work or whether I'm going to a dinner or a cottage, I, I know exactly what to wear and what to grab and it's all pieced together. So I can do it in seconds and it's just not stressful anymore. I remember we've all been there having clothes all over our beds and all over our floor and not knowing what to wear. And I can just do it so much faster now. Yeah. And my last point is grocery shopping and cooking. Oh. So a system I do with my food now is very similar to my closet. I kind of have things I eat for breakfast, things I eat for lunch, things I eat for dinner, and I just rotate through them. And I don't have to make these extensive grocery lists with recipes and like meal planning. I can just kind of go to the grocery store and be like, these are the few meals I'm going to make this week and grab those ingredients. And the way I organize the kitchen too, is I'll kind of do it by meal. So I'll be like, okay, I have like granola and I have tomatoes and I have, you know, I I can see what I have and then just grab the ingredients to make meals out of those few things as a, cause I feel like food waste is such a big thing. Oh, for sure. So many people buy over buy groceries and things get really old. I mean, I'm sure we can relate to that growing up, but yeah. 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 No. Oh, my parents have stuff that expired years ago in their cupboard, <laughs> but, so bad. but yeah, it's so like letting it's the same as having clothes in your closet that you don't wear, like having food that expires and groceries are so expensive now. So it coming up with a system of how to do, I feel like Kelly and I need to do another podcast on um, simplifying meal planning. But mm-hmm. if you can get that down, it just saves so much time. And I, I kind of try not to try too many new recipes. Cause I feel like if they don't turn out, I have all these ingredients. I don't know what to do with. Yeah. So I stick go, to the basics or go somewhere where you can grab those ingredients in small portions, small portions. Yes. Yeah. Like bulk barn. If you're doing, if I'm trying a baking recipe, I can buy exactly what I need. Yeah. That's the best. I'm so happy that we have that option because sometimes you get, I remember there's certain holidays where it's like, Oh, well I'm going to bake. And then all the stores are closed. And then I'm like, ah, oh, I have to buy a big version of this spice that I know I'm never going to use again. It's the worst. Yeah. I've done that. 
Um, so what are your, how do you feel like it's saved time with you? Yeah, I, I wanted to add, I mean, all, all of your notes, I agree with a lot of the things that you said. One thing that I would add is the sense of clarity that you get from owning less. And so you have the clarity to focus your attention on what's most important to you and what makes you happy. And so in that sense, you remove the time wasters right? So you are saving time because you're more intentional with how you spend your time. You gain time back in a sense to focus on the things and the people and the experiences that matter most to you. And I find that has been very, very true for the both of us. And something that's really helped me with that is my bullet journal and obviously my online calendar as well. Having those time blocks has really helped me save time. And one of the things that I notice about myself is if I don't have something time blocked for an assignment that I need to get done, I will spend three hours doing that assignment that I could get done in maybe an hour and a half. So that's really helpful for me. And so having time blocks in my calendar and having a bullet journal, which as many of you may know, or may or may not, may not know is an analog system of recording your daily tasks. Uh, and also I would say I save time by scrolling less because I think with this lifestyle, you become hyper aware of how you spend your time. And so I've figured out how to remove certain apps that I am addicted to. I think we all have our addictions. <laughs> so I've hidden apps to make them more difficult to find in my phone so that I won't go to them as quickly. And of course, both of us, we've removed notifications. Uh, and I've also communicated to certain people, Hey, I can't speak right now. Uh, I'm focused on X. And I think that's really helpful. That's also saved me time. And also like, especially with scrolling, like if you are in an assignment, you're working on an assignment and you know, you look at your phone, you look at your phone because you're bored or it's less exciting or you're triggered in some way you pick up your phone and Oftentimes you respond to someone and then you go to a social media app and you fall down a rabbit hole. So, so by eliminating that, you're saving time. Yeah, it's crazy. I was thinking if I didn't, we didn't have social media, I would probably just come home and like watch TV or movies like how we used to when we were kids. But you would never just like start watching a movie on your phone mm -hmm. midday. Like it, it, it's so distracting. So I... I feel like I need a social media cleanse. <laughs> oh, do you? Okay. Well, that's good. Well, At least yeah. you're aware of it. Yeah. Because you know me, I love my YouTube. <laughs> you do love your YouTube. Everybody has their things. But, Everyone's uh, got their platform. Yeah. And as, as many of you have heard, author Catherine Price, I interviewed her in episode 135, how to break up with your phone. And she says, scroll less and live more. I love that quote so much because it's so true. She doesn't, she's not against technology. She's just about, Hey, like how can you improve your relationship with your phone so that you're not wasting your time? Right. A lot of us are wasting so much time. I think about that, Lauren, as you said, Hey, like what if we didn't have these applications that take so much of our attention? I think, I don't know what the, the average usage is, but I think it's around like four hours or something like that. Maybe it's more, that's a lot of time on our device. Like that's, that's crazy. Before the devices, I would be out playing a sport or going down the street and knocking on a friend's door, you know, the good old days. Yeah. You have to ask yourself what you'd be doing otherwise. You know, I actually, one of the notes I made was because I save so much time, I don't postpone things in life. Like, I feel like it's like, Oh, I want to do this. So I'm going to go do it and sign up for it now because I, I do have the time to do it. 
that's good. Like you said, like do sports or like I've been sailing all summer, play the piano. I don't know, like for things that you actually want to do that are meaningful to your life, you will do because you have the time to do it. Yeah. You gain that time back and it's, it's time back. It's, it's, it's space back. There's this sense of space that you also gain from owning less. Uh, yeah. I wonder what we did as kids all the time without phones. Eh? I know. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do we ever do? I mean, I think back, I know exactly what I was doing. I was playing on the trampoline with my brother and then yeah. I would play hide and go seek with my siblings and friends. I'd have parties in the, in the court with our neighbors. We would go bike riding all the time to the candy store down the street with my dad. It was so cute. Uh, we would go, Oh, we're always playing sports. My dad, put us in every sport. So very grateful for that. So yeah, there wasn't much TV watching until I hit, I don't know, my mid teens, my mom and I started watching the bachelor and the bachelorette. I've literally seen every season since then. It's my little guilty pleasure. (laughs) How about you? Yeah. I don't know. I just think even like in cars and stuff, like I must've just sat and looked out the window and like played on the play set in the backyard. And yeah, we would play on trampolines and play tag and stuff. Mm-hmm. it's crazy to think of life before our cell phones. I know. I'm so happy that we as elder millennials had that experience Yeah, before our phones. It's like, what if, like, how would our lives be different? So true. Yeah. I always look at Gen Z and I'm like, oh, wow. Like you guys are so on it. There's certain applications I can't use. And I'm like, wow, I feel like my mom and dad, or I feel like my grandmother. I'm like, oh my gosh. Yeah. Sometimes I go on TikTok and see Gen C's videos and I'm like, wow, they're so great. (laughs) They're so talented. (laughs) Gen Z is so on on top of everything. I love it. I love it. If I ever have a question, I ask some people that I work with and they always know it's great. Um, Okay. So now we're going to move on to how this lifestyle has helped us save money, which is one of the best benefits that Lauren and I have really gained from this as two people who are very, very uh, mindful of how we spend our money and we're, we're, we're understanding of the value of a dollar. So first of all, I, I mentioned how you will shop less, as we said before, once you declutter your wardrobe, you, and not just your wardrobe, other items in your home, you will spend less on duplicate items and things that you realize you won't use. You'll be more aware of what you own. So you won't buy those items that just collect dust over the years. And so you'll ultimately save money. Also in that process, you could also be donating or selling items, helping you make money. So yeah, Yeah, that's that's true. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So yeah, you will end up buying what only what you need or love. You will buy better I used to buy all these extras around my home, Lauren, you know, like magnets on the fridge, rugs, like extra rugs in the bathroom and entryway that I realized I don't need and frames and shelves and all these other things. And I would also buy clothing items that I thought that I needed when really I didn't. And I was confused with my style. So I would go into stores and feel so overwhelmed. So yeah, not buying those items anymore. And as we've discussed in the past, you'll learn to buy quality over quantity, which saves you money over the long run. For example, buying high quality, sustainable clothing that lasts many, 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 many years versus fast fashion pieces that literally last two washes. 
And I love that. I also really value Lauren. I really value high quality stuff, not just clothes, but high quality stuff. And sometimes when you buy high quality things, they actually increase in value. And I think one of the biggest misconceptions is that we can't own nice things. And that's one of the things that I hope that you and I can really push out there is you can still own valuable, nice things. I think a lot of the minimalists out there don't really care for that stuff, but I actually value some of those things. Like for example, you have a nice purse. I thought that was a, that was a good investment because that is something that you really, really love. And it's something that you know that you're going to use every single day. So that is okay. And again, I want to remind our listeners about price per wear. So you buy a high quality items because you can wear it maybe 50 times for the price versus a fast fashion piece that you could only wear a couple times. Yeah. I really want to buy Burberry trench coat and I'm justifying it that I'll wear it in my thirties, forties, fifties, sixties, seventies, eighties. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. You're the kind of person that would never give it away. And if you did, you would end up selling it. So yeah. If you can buy a piece like a watch or something and wear it for 50 years, like the price per wear is next to nothing. Whereas if you buy something you don't really like and only wear it how a handful of times, it's very expensive price per wear. So that also reminds me of my grandmother's ring. She had this beautiful ring and so funny. My parents (laughs) were like, oh, you know, it's the same birthstone as Kelly. Uh, I guess I was like three at the time when she passed away and they said, oh, well, we're going to save this for her. We're going to give this to her one day. And they gave it to me when I was (laughs) like three months ago. Now that I'm 35, they didn't trust me before then, which is hilarious. (laughs) I'm like, I'm 35. I, you can trust me with this. So funny, but yeah, it's nice to have those, those keepsake items, but also like, you know, again, quality pieces. So yeah. And also you will learn to cut meaningless expenses. So for me, originally when I was introduced to this lifestyle, I was like, okay, well, I have a lot of money clutter like mentally, I felt like, wow, like so many things, so many auto payments, you know, my credit cards attached to so many things. And, you know, I have applications on my phone that I'm paying for that I forgot about things like that. So I cleaned it all up and it feels so, 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 so good. And you also save money. I highly recommend for our listeners that you take time, even a half an hour, an hour, one day and go through all your auto payments and the applications on your phone that you have, you're paying for it gives you this clarity and you will also in that process probably realize you need to eliminate certain things, ultimately saving you money. Yeah. I've, I always have had a spreadsheet with my auto payments. I'm very mindful of it. I love that. Yeah. My brother's the same way. Yeah. It's good. It's very, very smart because there's so many people and a lot of companies now, especially with inflation, all the prices are going up. So you don't realize that what you're paying is actually much, much higher. I heard a quote the other day that something about if your boss isn't giving you a raise right now, he, he or she is basically underpaying you because the cost of living right now has gone up so high. So yeah, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. Okay. So also you become motivated to invest in reusable products that ultimately save you money over the long run as well. And also time. So for me, uh, we've discussed this before I use reusable grocery bags, 
as well as I have replaced all my plastic with uh, glassware, which is really, really helpful. So no more buying, constantly buying plastic reusable containers, you know, all of those things. And uh, something I want to mention is that you and I have also recently adopted FemCare products that are reusable. So for our lady listeners right now, so for all the women listening, something Lauren and I have been recently trying is a brand called Proof Period Underwear to cut back on non-recyclable options. So as you know, typical pads and tampons out there. So we've been recently using this and it's oh, not only a way to save money, but also to save the environment. And uh, we are going to be interviewing the founders of this company because of how much we love the product. So stay tuned for that extra episode soon. Yeah, they're amazing. I actually just ordered a bunch more. <laughs> you did. Yeah, they're so, so interesting. Like yeah. I never would have thought of buying these these underwears. But now that I've I've done the research on how much of a negative impact it has on the environment, I'm like, okay, I really, really need to try this out. But not just that, it saves you so much money. Something a lot of people don't realize is how much women pay for femcare products every single month. I honestly, I think I don't remember, but I think it's an average of 50 plus dollars. That's so much money over the long run. And it's like, that wasn't our choice. (laughs) I know. No, it's crazy. And you know me, I hate having owning stuff in my drawer. So having one less product (laughs) makes me happy because you can wear them like normal underwear. Exactly. So it's actually, it's called proof. And uh, I wanted to also add how this lifestyle also saves us space. So obviously, if you can see my apartment right now, Lauren, the physical space, like I feel like I have more space because I don't have that much stuff. Right. And so with having more physical space, you have more mental space. And I find that it's a really great space for me to disconnect, feel that sense of clarity and calm. And I could go on and on and on, but I won't. And, uh, also, it, it allows you to have a new form of mental and emotional space as well. It's inspired me to make room for that five minute coffee break when I'm feeling super stressed in the office and I just need to get away. I'm like, okay, this is important. You've got to make space for this. Like before this lifestyle, I never would have done that. But now I'm realizing, okay, this is important. Obviously, you and I, we also prioritize exercise and movement every day. You walk almost every morning. I walk or run and obviously making time for connection with those most important to me. It's giving me that space and making room for therapy, uh, making space to talk to someone and, and also just do nothing at times. It's really hard to do nothing. We talked about, we talked with Celeste Headley about doing nothing in the previous episode. And uh, honestly, it's one of my favorite episodes to date because I think it's the hardest thing for all of us to do to disconnect. Yeah, no, it is really hard. So, well, one of the services, as we've mentioned in the past, I use BetterHelp. I love it so much. Lauren, I want you to share your perspective on BetterHelp too, how much it's really, really helped you. Because every time I call you, you're like, oh, I had my call. Like, it was amazing. Like, I, I feel so connected to this woman. It's so important. So tell me about it. Yeah, I I spoke with her for a few months. I had a really good one. Like, I felt like we really connected. And 
it, it's just so nice to, if you can find someone you connect with, who's just, they don't know you, they don't know your friends, your family. They just give you like a completely unbiased opinion and advice and that they're just there to listen. And it's also nice to talk about things without feeling like you're bothering them. <laughs> <laughs> Like I was thinking that I'm like, oh, shoot, I hope I'm not bothering her. I'm like, oh, wait, no, like this is what this is about. Yeah. Um, and I'm like such a pushover. I feel like I asked them how they're doing. <laughs> no, it's it feels so weird to just be one way. I would feel. Yeah, because I'm like, oh, I, I feel like I'm just talking for an hour, even though that's what I'm you're supposed to do. But I never yeah. have a one sided conversation. So it just goes to show we are tennis players. We're not people who just talk about ourselves. So that's good. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it is good. But um, she was amazing. And actually, they said this in the minimalist podcast. I think it was Josh who said this, but he's like, if, if something's going over in your mind, it's just nice to talk to someone instead of having to constantly think about something. Mm -hmm. um, I'm paraphrasing that. But I was like, that's so true. And so yes, it's just so, and it's just nice to have it there. Like you, you can sign up at any time. You can jump on a call at any time. Like it, it's just nice to have that service. It's so convenient. Like this was kind of the silver lining of the pandemic is that we're able to do these things over zoom at kind of our convenience now. So it really is important. I think mental health is, is so important nowadays and it's something that's finally being addressed and you know, it, it's nice to have someone to go to, to go over things. And even to be completely honest, she just gave me such a different perspective on things. Like I was not seeing things the way I, I should be seeing them. And, and she helped me see that. So that's it, so it nice. was really nice. Yeah. I like that you also speak on the flexibility. So uh, I've been doing this service and I've been doing this service through these busy, busy weeks that I've been going through and it's very flexible. I had to change so many therapy calls and yeah, it really worked for me as well. And yeah, no, I'm glad we, we touched on this again because before this lifestyle, I don't think I ever would have thought of even thought about therapy, but I've created space for it and you've created space for it. So but anyways, side note for anybody who's interested in better help, again, as we mentioned in a previous episode, you can go to betterhelp.com slash minimalists. That's plural minimalists to sign up, to join better help and experience the therapy yourself. It's awesome. Yeah. No, so really Lauren, good. back to your ideas in terms of saving money. How has this lifestyle saved you money? Yeah. A few things I've noticed. Um, number one, I still compare myself to people. I'm not like above that, but I don't compare myself with people's possessions. And I feel like sometimes if I go to people's houses and they have these like big full closets and all these bags and shoes, I'm like, oh, oh yeah, I wouldn't like that. Like, it's not like, <laughs> oh, I want that. I want, it's just like, hmm. Like I I'm happy with what I have and maybe the few things I do want, I'll save up and get in the future, but I I'm definitely. And when you don't have those feelings, it does stops you from spending money on stuff that you might not even want or use. So that's one way it has helped me. Um, I also have realized and the pandemic again, helped me the, with this. Uh, I, I have better sources of entertainment that aren't super expensive. Like I can meet a friend and go for a bike ride or we'll meet in the park and play tennis or we'll grab a coffee and go for a walk and catch up. Like 
it's not like always whining and dining and doing these mm-hmm. things that like are constantly where you have to spend like a hundred bucks. Cause if you go in Toronto for a, a dinner or a couple of drinks, it's a hundred bucks. Yeah. Um, it's expensive. It really, really adds up. The thing about Toronto is that sometimes it's, especially here in the winter, it's such a gray city. The only thing that you can really do is go out for dinner and drinks. <laughs> yes. I maybe it's just a summer thing. You're, you're right. But you can even go to each other's houses and like cook a dinner or watch a movie. Like, yeah, I feel like now that I'm in a relationship, it's easier to do that. When I was single, I always wanted to be out. Yeah. <laughs> that makes sense. Yeah. And yeah, those are the biggest things with money. I also don't really have to outsource services. Like I feel like I can clean and, and cook and do things on my own because I have the time and I've simplified that stuff so well that I can do it efficiently and be consistent with it. Whereas if you have a lot of stuff or you're constantly working or busy, those things can be really daunting. So you definitely can save money by just being able to do it yourself. Mm -hmm. Speaking of doing it yourself, I think a lot of us get caught up in the Amazon trap and the food service traps online where they say, Oh, you can get your groceries online. Oh, you can, you, you know, you can buy this one, one click buy on Amazon, all these things. So when it comes to saving money, I think I find that even just for grocery shopping with me, I will find myself going online and buying a bunch of groceries that had I been in the grocery store, I probably wouldn't have bought. And when you physically see it in front of you, you're like, oh, will I actually eat this? Or will I use this item? You know, whereas it's so easy to buy things online. It's so easy. So what I've started to do is like you with your grocery list is say, hey, these are the few things I need this week. Are there, if there are certain products I need to buy online, I will buy those online, but I'm not going to buy all these items online because I find that I'm saving money that way. So yeah, you have to be strict with yourself. Like I'll go buy stuff for breakfast. And I'm like, Lauren, you have a bunch of stuff you can have for breakfast. Yeah. Like, why are you going buying more items? Like, I don't want that stuff. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but you like have to be strict with yourself. So sometimes, um, yeah. Even yeah. when I go for walks in the morning, I'll pass some of my favorite coffee shops or vegan spots. And I'll say, Ooh, you know, they have those morning energy balls or chia squares or whatever, all those things that I love. And I find myself, Kate, don't do it. Like you have stuff at home. It just keeps adding on and adding on. So you just become more mindful of where you're spending your money, which is really, really good. So, but yeah, no, that's true. I, I I've actually learned a lot about how to manage my money by how you manage your money. Like you were so mindful all the time around me. And I was like, okay, well, we both always been very mindful with our money, but just your tracking of your money. It's something that inspired me to start tracking mine a little bit better as well. So so thank you. <laughs> yeah. I was listening to a podcast today and the girl who like counted her calories also tracked her money and they're like, it's an obsession with numbers. And I'm like, Oh no, do I have that? <laughs> <laughs> I think you do. But, <laughs> my dad tracks his money though. So I feel like I, I do get that quality from my parents yeah. and you know what? Maybe there's pros and cons to it, but it just, it keeps me in line. Like I'm like, okay, if you want that, then you can get that next month because you're kind of almost at your budget here. Yeah. And it, yeah, it just, I don't know. It, it stops me from blowing money. It makes me more intentional. So everyone's got to find how they do it. 
And again, you are allowed to spend money. We're not saying you can't spend money. Yeah. Oh, I spend money. <laughs> yeah. We're just saying we, we save money in this lifestyle because we're more intentional with where we place our money, where we're spending our money. Right. So I just yeah. want to remind our listeners, it's not about deprivation. And like, I still buy clothes I don't wear and I still have food that goes expired or I don't eat. I just do it a lot less because yeah. I'm more, or if I throw something out, I'll be like, oh, like, I didn't eat that. So don't buy that again. Do you ever do that? You throw something out that expire and then you're at the grocery store and you're like, I'm going to buy that again. <laughs> yeah, no, I remind myself, no, don't do it. No, don't do it. <laughs> like you think that yeah, that happen, often happens with certain healthy foods. I'm like, oh yeah, yeah. I'm going to eat it. And then I don't. I'm like, I'm going to make quinoa <laughs> and then I never do. Well, quinoa sits in the cupboard, so that's okay. But if it's, it's, if it's, if it's actually cooked, then yeah, yeah, yeah. that'll go bad. So but yeah. Okay. So now on to how this lifestyle has helped us save the environment, which obviously connects to how it saves us time and money too. So by owning less and having less stuff in our spaces, we're automatically living more sustainably. That's something that we point out all the time. And side note, this lifestyle, and I, I forgot to mention this before this, this lifestyle is imperfect. Lauren and I are imperfect with everything. So we just try our best. So again, if you ever feel like you're super behind, that's okay. We're also behind in certain areas in our lifestyles. So yeah. So I would say in terms of saving the environment, something that I've been doing, which makes me feel great is first of all, I moved into a new place. And before I moved in, I ended up selling all of these items that I knew were no longer useful to me. And it's kind of a cool story. I, I put it on Facebook marketplace and someone had committed to this item and then they didn't get back to me. And I needed to get rid of this big, big item that was in my mover's truck that day. And so I put it on Facebook marketplace again. And I said, must be picked up within the hour. And I ended up getting someone. It was amazing. And not only was it amazing to get rid of it, the person who received it was so grateful you know, I put it on for like no money. It was like a table and chairs and, and the guy was so happy. It was so nice. Like, obviously like you're donating items, you're saving the environment. And I'm also, I also bought items on Facebook marketplace. It's, it's one of those marketplaces that I highly recommend and you can get basically new stuff. So you don't need to buy new. And one of the biggest benefits for me, I just reshared an episode with Barry Schwartz, who talks about the paradox of choice. I couldn't choose what to buy, even if it was new. And I find that Facebook marketplace refines it. It's like, oh, well, there's only a few items. So yeah, that's true. <laughs> you have to choose from this. So that's been super helpful for me. And uh, also I had my girlfriend, our girlfriend, Sarah, come over to my house to help me further declutter my clothes recently. And I have a pile to donate and a pile to sell. And it feels really, really good. Another way of helping the environment. And with this lifestyle, obviously I, you and I both really try to focus on sustainable clothing and buying from brands that treat their workers well and avoiding fast fashion. I know there are a few stores like Zara that are adopting a more sustainable focus and, and creating more sustainable clothing, which is great. It's really great to see. Uh, I think that <laughs> the majority of clothes, clothes out there aren't so sustainable. So you really have to watch out. Yeah, no. It, it, one thing about the environmental products, though, that are reusable, I think they look nicer than mm -hmm. like glass water bottles look nicer than plastic water bottles. And 
Um, like the proof underwear, I feel like it looks nice in your drawer. Like it's like normal, normal underwear. underwear. Yeah. yeah. So I, I, and just like glass containers, I, I feel like stuff like that, like the aesthetic is so nice. It's like so modern to look at too. A hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, even in my new place, I have beautiful glassware on a couple shelves in my kitchen that are on display and they're glass. It's glassware. That's meaningful to me. And things like that. And all my Tupperware is gone. My mom's so happy to have it all back. She loves her Tupperware. You, you take one piece of her Tupperware. She's like, bring it back, Kelly, make sure you bring it back next time I see you. I'm like, mom, I don't even want it. Trust me. Like I'm just using it to bring the food home. I need to keep remembering to, if she's going to give me leftovers, I need to bring my glass with me because I hate bringing her plastics home with me, even though she loves it so much, you'll find that sometimes the plastics actually, you know, if you have spaghetti in the plastic, it almost makes it red. It's awful. Yeah. I don't like it. Yeah. Yeah. It's so bad. And uh, also for the environment, I'm using all these household sprays that are all very, very eco-friendly. Even my detergent is, and again, back to the reusable femme products. That's huge as well. I've eliminated excess papers as well. I've been trying to do everything online minus my bullet journal. That's the only paper that I write on or touch and, and some mail here and there, but it's usually junk mail, which is kind of frustrating. I get so much junk mail. It's unbelievable. I'm like, I can take your name off of it. I called Canada post to be removed. Yeah. That needs to happen. Yeah. I just, I don't need any of this stuff. (laughs) It's such a waste of my time to sort through it. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, yeah, go ahead. ahead. I was just going to say, and with this lifestyle, I have narrowed down my products too. like my makeup. I use every single piece. I use every, like I use my shampoo until it's gone and then I replace it. So when you, you're not buying all of these products, you produce a lot less Like you're not buying as much. Even I started, this is something recently I started doing, but instead of buying body wash, I bought a bar of soap. Yeah. That's a big deal. It's so interesting that you mentioned that I was in the store yesterday and I always buy the bars of soap, but in the past I used to buy this body wash. Yeah. The body wash is more expensive and my five times more expensive, five times more expensive. The soaps last five times as long. So it makes so much more sense. It's just less convenient. You got to put it somewhere in the shower and they sometimes fall in the tub a million times, but that's the only annoyance. Well, well, you can get the little thing that comes off of your shower head and yeah. Yeah. I, well, my boyfriend has one, but I was in the shower the other day and I ran out of body wash and he has barred soap and I used it. And I was like, this is so nice. Yes. Yes. Yeah. So it's, I went and got it and I bought it and it was like two bucks. I'm like, I wish I've been doing this my whole life. Yep. Yep. No, a hundred percent now. Yeah. A hundred percent. And my mom actually recently told me about these makeup remover wipes. So I, I use makeup remover and I put them on these pads and I go through so many of these pads and that's paper. Like that's just like, this is, this is, this is just being thrown out. So that's not good. And so my mom goes, Oh, you can now on Amazon, you can buy reusable ones. That you, you just wash them? Yeah, you just put them in the in the laundry. I was like, wow. So I'm gonna she she got a few and I'm gonna try them and see how they work. But I thought thought that was really smart. It's a really great way to save. Yeah, and being more environmental goes hand in hand with saving money because if you're buying something that you can use for years, 
that you don't have to replace every week or every month, then Mm -hmm. logically you're, you're going to be saving money. So it's a win-win situation. (laughs) Totally. Totally. Yeah. No, it's uh, honestly like living this way has really, really like helped us in so many ways. And you don't really even realize how much you are saving the planet in ways until you think of it. You're like, Oh yeah. Like the way that I live today is so much more sustainable than it was 10 years ago. So yeah. Well, sometimes I'm like, Oh, this little thing won't make a difference. But if like a million people switch to barred soap, it, it does add up. Yes, it does. Yeah. And the other stuff mm-hmm. is in plastic. Think about it. Yeah, it is. Yeah. yeah. I never thought about that, but yeah, you know what I'm really excited for Lauren. I'm excited to see Amy Schumer this weekend. Yes. I am living for this right now. <laughs> we are going to actually tomorrow night. We are going to see Amy Schumer live in Toronto. We're so excited. She's my idol. I know. <laughs> I know. So Lauren, Lauren messaged me. She's like, you want to go? I'm like hundred <laughs> percent. Okay. Good. No, that made me so happy. I'm so glad we have a group of girls going with us. So we're so excited. And to close, I also want to mention, um, so this episode will go out when I'm back, but I'm about to go to Athens, Greece for vacation. And I'm actually taking on a little wellness retreat. So it's going to be a really cool experience. I've always wanted to do a wellness retreat, which basically means that it's all about eating healthy, exercising, disconnecting, and despite having a couple of work deadlines that I do need to focus along the way, I'm, everything's going to be turned off. So I'm really excited. And I'm sure oh. that we're going to be having another discussion about the importance of that. Cause I'm sure I'll have so much to share. I'm going to bring a journal with me and I can't wait to share the experience with you. Yeah. That's so exciting. Yeah. It might be one of the most rem- memorable trips I've taken to date. So yeah. Uh, you've never been to Greece, right? I've never been. No. Oh, I'm jealous. I can't wait to go there one day. No, I know, but I'm going to Athens. So it's not as, I mean, it's different, but it's not one of the islands. So it's not that, that the same view, it's still a picturesque view, but it's not, you know, the typical white buildings and blue ocean and blue skies. So yeah, (laughs) it'll be a great, great experience with, and apparently they're known for like their lemon trees and stuff. So it'll be interesting. Oh, it's so pretty. Yeah. All right. Well, thank you so much for listening, everyone. And this, this episode, again, an episode that will follow this episode is our discussion with the founders of proof. They are amazing. Three sisters developed this company and they are just so awesome. And I really, really hope that you guys enjoyed that discussion. And we thought it was the perfect episode to, to lead from this discussion because we're talking about sustainable living, but yeah. And yeah, thank you so much for listening today. I hope we've inspired you on, I always like listening to these kind of things of what people do, like their little mm-hmm. hacks on how to save money and time and different ways of living more environmental. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So we're hope hopefully those are those tips are really, really helpful to you. And uh, yeah, we will speak to you soon. Thanks again, everyone. Thanks so much, everyone. Cheers. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our one on one discussion and feel inspired to adopt better, more intentional habits to help you save time, money, space, and the environment. And as always, you can follow us at Millennial Minimalists on Instagram and Facebook. And you can learn more about Lauren and I on our website at mastersimplicity.com, where you can also find our closet kit e guide and sustainable closet dividers to help you build and maintain a simple and functional closet for good. Plus, if you have 
haven't already and you are enjoying this podcast, please subscribe and share this podcast with a friend who you think will also find a lot of value in it. And lastly, I want to thank all of you who have written us a five-star rating and review on iTunes. We recently received a few new ones and we loved reading your words. Your reviews help us bring on more exciting guests and really help our podcast grow. And so to close off today, I thought I would read the latest two. The first is titled A Meaningful Chat with Friends. For a few years now, I've been listening to these two ladies. I always look forward to their podcasts and find their content inspiring, but not overwhelming. It's relaxing, but also insightful. And it's just like having a chat with good friends. Thank you so much. And the second is titled Life-Changing. Lauren and Kelly's fresh and simple take on a minimalist lifestyle is so inspiring and refreshing. I'm now determined to get out of the buying purging cycle I've been stuck in and make some major life adjustments. Thank you, ladies. Ah, thank you so much to those of you who wrote these reviews. We really, really appreciate it. And thanks to all of you for listening today. And I will speak to you again in two weeks. All right. Thanks again. Bye-bye.